Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of season 3 of the Prepare for Impact podcast. As always, I am your host Connor Bland and this week we are going to be interviewing one of our colleagues, Sophia McCreeby, and we're going to be talking to her about her spiritual gifts that she feels that she has, um, as well as some other gifts maybe outside of the traditional uh, spiritual gifts, and uh, just get to know her a little bit and talk about it. So we hope that you guys stay tuned. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, wow. Here we are. Prepare for Impact Studio Episode two, season three, super pumped about it. This season, as you guys know, we're going to be talking about uh, gifts and and how uh, individuals feel like they use them, and then um, just asking some different questions uh, in regards to that. So today, I am joined by Lydia and Sophia. Hi, hello. And uh, we're going to be um, talking to Sophia a little bit about she so. So I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself. Sophia, what, what do you do here in the OC office? So I work on the communications team. Um, my main role is processing all of the prayer letters that people write. Um, that's a service that we offer to people because um, a lot of people at OC are not necessarily native English speakers um, since we have a lot of missionaries from all around the world. So my job is to make sure that um, whatever they put into Google Translate comes out the other end as... Um, readable, correct English. Um, so that's the bulk of what I do here at OC. That's that's awesome. We really appreciate. I know I appreciate what you do. Not in the not being a native English speaker because I am, <laughs> but as far as the the edits that you do for our um, support letters for all the missionaries here, it's really really great. Um, we really appreciate. What Lid, uh, not Lydia, what Sophia, what Sophia Thanks, does. We also appreciate yeah, what you do. Yeah, we appreciate you too. Um, we just appreciate what you and the, the comms team do for all of us. So as we're on the topic of gifts, God-given gifts, what would you say maybe are, are some of those gifts for you, um, whether it's in your work life or your personal life? Yeah, so I think as relates to my job, I would like to think that I'm pretty good with languages and words. Um, I was an English major in college, and I minored in French, and so I'm all about words, all about language, um, and really mostly just about how people can communicate with each other. Mm. Um, I feel like in everything I do, whether it's my hobbies or my work, I'm really motivated by um, just bringing people together. Mm. Um, and so I especially am interested in the way that um, people use words and communication to do that with each other. Okay. So break that down for me, if you would, in, in how you feel that you are um, gifted in that way, in, in understanding and being all about words. Like what, what, um, what do you feel like is your is the gift of being predis- uh, predisposed. No, I'm not, I'm really bad with words today. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> yes. Lydia, why don't you take it from here? In the um, using language as a way to connect with other people, mm-hmm. um, what other ways in life do you try to see connections happen? Um, so probably a big one would be my former roommate and I started hosting a women's community night that meets roughly every month or so. Um, that's not really like a words related way of connecting people, but the reason that we started that was because we felt like we had individual friends who were super awesome and everyone in our lives said, we just don't have a lot of female friends. Like Mm. we have like one-on-one connections, but not really like a group. 
Hmm. Um, so we were really motivated to try and facilitate like a group setting where women can come together and meet each other and um, just like be authentic around each other. Um, so that's another example in my life, I guess, of yeah. where I'm motivated that for that. I know that's how uh, you met my wife mm-hmm. um, through a book. It wasn't the same or maybe it was the same, but like a book club kind of yeah. night. That, yeah. And I know that was really big for for my wife yeah, and connecting with other fun. women for sure. Mm-hmm. I went to awesome. one of the community nights and I've been very flaky at going. That's fine. I host them and sometimes I'm also kind of flaky about it. Community <laughs> is hard. So. It's really challenging. Yeah. Especially yeah. with women. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle. I think I struggled for a long time in women's Bible studies with feeling like it was very surface level or very mm. like just pressure to be a certain way and conform mm. to a certain image, which is why mm. we felt like We really wanted to be super focused. Oh, actually, so what we had been doing as our, like, model for a while was having, um, like, one person share their life story every time. Um, And that was a really good way to, like, encourage this culture of authenticity and really get to know each other kind of more quickly than tends to happen in a lot of group settings. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was pretty good. Had a good time with that. That's great. So as somebody myself who I enjoy hosting events, having community with, with guys, I mean, it's mm-hmm. games, game night. Um, what, like, what are the things that, that get you, um, like really excited about when you are hosting? Do you enjoy hosting as much as you go just being a, or enjoy being a part of it? Or would you say that there's like a certain aspect of those community, um, community groups, community meetings that, that you enjoy more? Um, yeah, I love hosting. Um, whether it's like just friends one-on-one or Mm -hmm. groups of people, I love being the host. Um, I guess while we're talking about gifts, I love cooking and baking and that's like a huge part of community for me is like, if we're not eating food, what are we doing? Right. So true. That was like, my wedding, the reason that we had, like, an actual wedding instead of just, like, eloping somewhere was because I was like, we need to have a feast. That is what weddings are about <laughs> yes. to me. And it so, was. Oh, my gosh. I was able yeah, to be there. Great. That was great. That was a highlight. Yes. <laughs> I didn't make the, the cup, but that's was, okay. That's, <laughs> you didn't I, come to my wedding either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is good. I, I think it's, it's interesting hearing from different people, like, why they enjoy um, hosting or why mm. they enjoy community like that. Because, like, for me... Part of it is just pure motivation because otherwise I never clean my house. Oh, and so totally. it's Actually, like when you have so people weird. over, you're like, oh, it's time to like yeah. vacuum and dust and yeah. all these things that I'm like, I never do these yeah. otherwise because nobody's here except yep. for me and my wife and Riley. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's a really cool um, gift. So break down the baking and cooking a little bit more. So what I, I do know that for my uh, – I'll share uh, first off that whenever – my wife and I had our daughter. Um, Sophia was one of the first people on our meal train to bring over these awesome little salmon cakes that she made. I still love those. <laughs> um, salmon! Oh, so good. Shout out to my family. They're going to get that joke. Yeah, they oh. will. So, <laughs> salmon. It's an Elisha Maka EV joke. Oh, so. whoops. So I guess I'm out of that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though they were brought to us. Um, I, guess it's, I, I guess it's fair to say Sophia and I have more than just work but we can talk about that oh i see yeah. that's okay we can talk about her wedding though and you can't i can talk about my own wedding okay. <laughs> neither of us can relate we are all in a sassy mood today a little bit. um so 
yeah, so break down the break down the cooking and and uh, and stuff like that. What is it like gift wise? What what is it about cooking? People who don't know me who are listening to this probably don't know that I have a huge family. I have seven younger brothers and sisters. Mm. Um, and growing up, my role was like the food person in the family. I guess <laughs> like my dad loves to cook. But he, like, worked all day, so he would only Mm. cook on the weekends. And my mom was home with us all day, but she hates cooking. So that (laughs) kind of, like, fell to me from the time Mm. I was super young to be like, if I want good food, I have to make it myself. Yeah. Um, And, like, even, um, like, when my siblings and I were in school, I would usually be the first one home in the afternoons because my school got out sooner, and I would be like... I'm going to make snacks for everybody. And it was mm. this like communal time of like, so cute. we'll just hang out and yeah. eat a snack for like 20 minutes or whatever wow. and kind of like debrief our days because school's stressful. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So I guess that's kind of like always been my role. Um, huh. Yeah. I wish I had a cooler older sibling. <laughs> um, I think leading into that, so mm. you brought up your family mm. and I wanted to ask you, because um, gifts sometimes like there's a really, really fine line between nature and nurture, mm-hmm. between um, what are our gifts and how we're raised. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think your family dynamic has played into your personality mm. and what God has gifted you in? Mm. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, so I think this might be like a long and rambling answer. <laughs> that is okay. We um, got time. So I feel like with personality, it's like, well, like you said, it's a nature versus nurture thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking about that as I've been thinking through like various personality exams. And I feel like uh, Myers-Briggs is more of your nature and the Enneagram mm-hmm. is more of your nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Enneagram yeah. stems from like your childhood wounds and like mm-hmm. your family context, whereas mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs is a lot more like, like who were you from the moment you were born? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... That's fascinating. Yeah. That's a good That's just that's my perception on that. Yeah. 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 So I guess there's a lot of both when I think about my giftings because mm. obviously my family is so you I mean everyone's family plays into who they are, but I feel like since my family is so unique, that's had a huge influence on me. Mm. Um yeah, this... You could also talk about your multicultural background. She, as well, is a cross-cultural That's kid, true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that goes into my yeah, cross-cultural. It's, yeah. Um, my dad is ethnically Indian, but he was born in New York State, but he was raised in Canada. Oh, wow. But now he lives in America. So he's like man of many super multicultural. Yeah, yeah. My many mom, cultures. And then your mom too. Yeah. Is, is... My mom was a missionary kid who grew up in Papua New Guinea. Mm. Um, and even though she's like ethnically as American as like when people ask me what my ethnicity is, I'm like, my dad's Indian and my mom is Kansas and like she's just <laughs> Yeah, I say generic. Midwestern for yeah. my mom too. Yeah. 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 But the fact that your mom grew up overseas like just to say she's from Kansas is yeah. like <laughs> such it's a not it's not the complete yeah. picture for sure. Was she born in Papua New Guinea? No, she was born in Chicago. Oh, okay. Randomly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess that fits Midwest. Yeah. Well, Although Chicago's Chicago its its own microcosm. It is, but so. it is in the Midwest. It is, yeah. Yes. But it's the very edge of the Midwest. It's is not it? small town Midwest, but That's it is fair. Midwest. Yeah. Big town Midwest? Is that a category? Hit city. Yeah, oh. big city. Cool. Midwest. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's neat. So we, um, 
I'm sorry. What, I, let's fine. go back, yeah. though, to what do you think, what gifts have come out of this, like, really yeah. unique background oh, and yeah. story? And yeah. 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 Um, so maybe I'll talk about my parents and then talk about my siblings. Sure. So my parents, it's like a triangle of, like, the most different personalities between mm. me and my parents. They're both really strong extroverts. Mm. But they're super different from each other. Mm. And then I'm, like, hardcore introvert and also, Mm. like, really different from both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like along with that, um, I feel like as I've grown up and, like, learned more about my heritage and started to care more about, like, not only where I came from, but also where my parents came from and what influenced the people they became, Mm. um, I feel like there are, like, pretty consistent values. And one of those is hospitality. Like, Mm. growing up... Mm. We always had people over every single Sunday was, like, this massive 20-person, mm. like, huge get-together. I have been to yes. those. <laughs> I have. And it's just the family. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's our families, then yeah. Right. Then yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just us. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So hospitality is definitely a big one. And then also, I guess... Like, hospitality, but not in your own home, if that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. like, part of my mom's... Presence. Yeah, presence. Yeah. um, Like, part of my mom's cultural background is, like, if someone has a baby or a death in the family or whatever, you make them casserole. Like, (laughs) that's just what you do. Casseroles are my love language. (laughs) That is everybody's... There are... are, Well, actually, I guess I would just say one. Whenever we had Riley, there were so many people who offered to bring casseroles and lasagna which lasagna is basically just a pasta casserole yeah, it is a casserole. and it is i mean a casserole. okay but nobody ever calls lasagna a casserole no. or a hot dish if you're from <laughs> minnesota um <clears throat> which there apparently is a difference i haven't found it um yeah okay so keep so keep going with that thought then I, get, I don't think I hospitality really had and presence yeah yeah but oh yeah so those are just like big like, family values that have been part of my heritage for generations. Mm. Um, like, both on the Asian side, which is very, like, if someone is in your home, it's like, they are your family. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to protect them at all costs. You have yeah. to meet their needs, whatever they are. Mm. Um, and then also with my mom in a much different context, but mm-hmm. still a lot of those same values. Yeah. Um, and I guess with my siblings as well, um, one of the first... I guess, like, spiritual experiences I had in my life was this moment, um, I think I was maybe 15, um, where I really, like, strongly felt God telling me, you need to become friends with your siblings, like, Mm. not just, Mm. like, exist in the same space with them, like, you Mm. need to be intentional about pursuing these relationships, Mm. which was, like, growing up, like, if you saw us now, we're all super close with each other, Mm. but growing up, that was not the case, like, we weren't enemies, but we were just normal siblings. Like, sure. We, like, squabbled all the time yeah. and didn't really have real relationships. And mm-hmm. so I feel like the process of, like, like trying to undo kind of the barriers that you build up with your siblings, mm-hmm. not even because of, like, deep traumas or anything like that, right. but just, like, it's you know. It's just petty. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so I mm-hmm. feel like the process of, like, hey, I really want this to be, like, a trusting relationship mm. is, like, the basis I go from for all of my relationships now. Like, mm. yeah, I feel like that just taught me a lot about human nature and, like, my own shortcomings and... Yeah. 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 That's mm. great. I think family structure and siblings can definitely be 
one of the biggest curses in our life, depending mm-hmm. on what kind of background we come from. But it's also such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like I said before, Sophia and I are more than just coworkers. Our two of our siblings, so my brother Noah and her sister Regina have been dating for, like, Four ages. years it, or something. It's, I like, forever yeah. at this point. But um, mm-hmm. our families have done holidays together, and just, like, we keep end up connecting mm-hmm. beyond just, mm. oh, that's my brother's girlfriend's yeah. family like it's yeah but in how multicultural we are from all ends mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. I f- <laughs> even that hospitality piece like i so resonate mm-hmm. with that so yeah it's this that's why i think our families are so ridiculously like let's get together yeah. Yeah. like we're all gonna be let's friends everything together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes every yeah. all of your siblings yeah yeah we're all so would close. you say that um as the as the single culture white guy here, um, <laughs> that for monoculture, mono sorry, but I am technical okay. term monoculture. My apologies. Um, I don't even know what to call myself because I'm just white. I'm just normal <laughs> to to me. Um, so for both of you, then, as coming from, do you feel like that's where a majority of your gifts would come from? Then is from the from the uh, multicultural background that you both stem from? Or do you feel like it just helps? Um, I mean, because I guess you could see that although both of you come from what seem like from the outside, healthy families with multicultural backgrounds, that that could be also a negative if it were the opposite. But like, do you feel like that has has given either of you maybe more of a... Um, I'm trying to figure out the words I want to use here. Like, has it given you a a different catalyst, if you will, for your gifts than than the average person? I think going back to the nature and nurture debate, like, I can't help that I was born multicultural. Like, I have nothing to do with that. I yeah. can't help my birth order, mm-hmm. which I think has a big mm-hmm. piece in who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but multiculturally like like Sophie was saying that connection piece is so big because within ourselves we have to find that own connection piece I think um like between the two very very different cultures and even just seeing it in our parents and how they do it Mm -hmm. and all these different things like Mm -hmm. you have to be like the peacemaker connector between Mm -hmm. those two Mm -hmm. in yourself yeah Mm -hmm. um so that when you go out into the world, that's what you see. And mm. so I naturally am like a, all I want to do is all my friends to meet together. And like, cause I all I like, it's like, I want everyone to be multicultural. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want everyone to come together and to connect. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, but it's because I've had to do that within myself and within my family and my siblings. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. because even amongst your family, the, percentage of cultures Mm -hmm. is different like my siblings we like have a scale of like who's the whitest in our family yeah yeah yeah, just because like culturally yeah there's some of us who like like I danced hula for like my whole life there's so many different connection points Mm -hmm. that I have to my Polynesian culture but one of my brothers Eli is way more connected to the like midwest culture he plays Mm. violin he's like he's just so he's personality-wise so much like my mom's side so much like Mm -hmm. that and it's not that either of them is wrong or right it's just like there's this big 
you have to connect. You, you're just a connector. You become a mm-hmm. connector amongst yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, and then uh, the last thing that I'll ask then um, was, it, it. I mean, it just it was interesting to me as you were explaining that because I guess when I really think about it for myself, I'm not monoculture in the same way that. So, have you lived in the U.S. your whole life? Yeah. You haven't. Okay. So. That's more or less. Okay. I was like, no, because. Regina and Theo were born in Saudi That's Arabia. That's true. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That was like before I can remember, though. So okay. I don't know. Okay. Yes. Uh, we were missionaries in Saudi Arabia for three years. Okay. Also, but I can't remember anything that happened. Okay. So, so well, I feel like it doesn't count. Well, right. But so it, the, the interesting thing for me is, is right. Really, nobody in America has only like is because everybody's an amalgamation of mm, some. Yes. Other Unless, European or Asian yeah, or it's whatever. So almost culture. impossible to have just one right. culture. Actually. But the, because my parents never really connected us with my my dad's side of the family, which is English bland, you know, it's just <laughs> English. Um, and then McKinney is my mom's maiden name, so it's like this Irish culture thing. Mm. We never, I don't know anything about any side of that. So it's so interesting how because your parents, your families are so intertwined with their culture that they're able to, even though um, you guys have been have been raised, born in, or not born and raised, but raised in um, Colorado or in the U.S., that it's, they're the ones instilling that culture into you. And mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not any, well, it's not any different, but it is different. So it's this interesting, I, I don't know, maybe your thoughts on that just with like, because... Would you say that you have as much, either of you have as much culture, if you will, from somebody who would be raised in that country? Or is it just, is it a mix of like American and Polynesian? Is it a mix of American and, and Indian, Canadian, Kansas, yeah, and yeah. whatever it <laughs> Papua is? Papua New Guinea. <laughs> right. Uh, Papua New Guinea and Saudi Arabian, all these things. Um, so, it, it, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys have a couple of thoughts on that. I just, that was something interesting as we're um, just on the last question here. I, I thought that would be an interesting question. Yeah. I feel like for me, this might be like specifically for like Indian people. Okay. Because Indian culture is like so trendy right now. Like everyone wants to do yoga. There's mandalas on everything. Everyone's into henna. Like, (laughs) Like when people find out I'm Indian, they're like, tell me your hair secrets. And I'm like, I don't have hair secrets. Hair secrets? (laughs) But I feel like that's made it like I was not super interested in my Indian heritage growing up, partly mm. because like we didn't grow up around a lot of other Indians. Like mm. it was kind of my family. And then on like Easter there would be, like, a big Indian gathering for, like, all the Indians in Colorado. Like, all the Indian Christians would get together, and that was, like, our one thing for the wow. year. And it was, like, there's food. Wow. And At least it's good It's food. delicious yeah. food. It's such good <laughs> but food. But it was kind of, like, I guess maybe the point I'm trying to make is that I feel like I had the opportunity to kind of take or leave as much mm. of my heritage as I wanted to. Like you were talking about, there's like a spectrum of how yeah. white versus how white Which is not are, yeah. a good spectrum, but that's just like, t- yeah. How it's, American might be a better way to put that. But even in American culture, from coast to coast, from mm-hmm. place to right. place, oh, yeah. culture is yeah. totally different. different. Yeah, so it's not sure. just saying American culture is right. like also... 
Which is why it's interesting that you said Kansas, like Kansas in, because yeah. it is. It's I mean that I've never heard it really. Yeah, it's, it's like, like Midwest or West yeah. or East Coast. Yeah. Whatever it is. I mean, you know what somebody's saying if they're raised on the West Coast, and you know what somebody's saying if they're yep. raised like mm-hmm. in New Jersey or in New York City or South or, or South or yeah. I Texas mean, is Bible its Belt. Own. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> that. So yeah. many variables. It's really yes. interesting when you really break that down. We'll have to do an episode on that sometime. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting self journey of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think everybody goes through. But when you have this very apparent like, well, there's this Polynesian cultural thing that I can look at, or this Midwest. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this Colorado culture that I live in, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. There's so many different pieces to it. On a yeah. human basis, it's not really worth sometimes pulling it apart mm-hmm. as much as we try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. At the end of the day, even if you're a monocultural kid person, <laughs> quote, <laughs> sorry, okay, and MK, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, as even I'm if super. you're even if you're growing up like that, you still you have to you have to pull apart pieces. But then you look at it and you're like, but why am I trying to pull apart this piece of me? Because it's just a part right. of me, and right. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So well. Well, that's great. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for coming in, uh, recording with us on this. It's a bit of a whim. Um, so it's just <laughs> out of town, but we're, we're soldiering on it instead anyway. Um, uh, for all of you listening, we are so thankful for you guys, uh, checking out this third season. Um, now you can find us on iTunes and on Spotify. Um, if you aren't listening to either of those now, um, we also have a, a Podbean. Uh, website link that you guys can go to as well you can always connect us on uh connect to us on facebook twitter and instagram or you can email us at mobilization at oci.org and um yeah we're we're super pumped to be kicking off the season talking about gifts spiritual giftings um and the like and so if you guys would like to be in or any of you guys would like to be interviewed by us um in sort of the same type of format that we did today we'd love to hear from you and um but yeah, the, the takeaway really just being that um, if you're multicultural, if you're monocultural, um, recognizing that God has gifted each of us in individual ways that is so unique and that even, like Lydia was mentioning there at the end, not having to pull, you know, you're, you're not separating a part of you from the rest of you, that it's that it's you and you're uniquely you uh, in that and, and that what Lydia and what Sophia might take from the cultures that they were brought up in, somebody in their exact same position may have taken something totally different from those cultures. So we thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time.